Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Tuesday. We greatly appreciate it. Gordon, how are you doing this fine day? I'm doing fantastic, Jake. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, bit of a rough morning, not to, to quote our boy Hans Olsen. But, you, uh, uh, you took the little one to the doctor? Yeah, nobody d- told me how terrible trips can be to the doctor. And uh, it just, it just uh, didn't get my day started on the right vibe. But this is going to be a great show. It's one of my favorite shows each and every year. So it'll be all right. Brighten my spirits. Football roundtable? Football roundtable mm-hmm. today. We do it before every single football season. We get the whole crew together. Everybody. Darn near everybody. And we bat this thing around for a couple of hours, and we make sure folks are, are ready for the football season. Well, uh, every question that there is to ask will be answered in one form or another. We'll have ample time to do it. We'll have uh, tons of voices, of course, uh, across all shows on the station. But first and foremost, Gordon, across, I was, Across all shows. What did I say? You said across Across. That's what people in Utah say. Excuse me. Oh, they is that my across? That's my Utahness. No, I don't out? know. I just noticed that that uh, a lot of people here say across. When it's they across. Mean across. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining, or I'm not ripping you or anything. I'm just noticing. I, I appreciate the correction. Yeah. It, it comes from a place of love. We all make, yeah, we all make mistakes. Uh, but here's the thing: when I was out of town last week, I was super jealous of you. And Scotty G, for that matter. Why is that? Because you guys got to do a show from Marley's. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we did. It was fun, and it was delectable. Out at the district, their uh, new location out there. The food is terrific. We'll be talking about it throughout the show. But we are at Marley's today, so I get to make up for it a little bit. However, we are at the original location. We are in Linden. In one of the coolest buildings that I think I've ever seen. So cool. Yeah. Uh, we're in the Harley-Davidson building, but of course uh, Marley's in the same facility. The official address is 555 South Geneva Road here in Linden. But Can't miss it. Uh, no. The, first of all, you'll spot the, the Tim Harley building from uh, any place in Utah County pretty much, and you just <laughs> jump off that exit on Geneva Road and then head west for half a heartbeat, and you just run right into us. It's how can super you, easy how to How can find. you be the atmosphere like this? I know it's fun. I was excited about coming out here today. And the food, we we we've talked about the food. So if you have a great atmosphere and you have great food, what is not to like? Well, PK. Oh well, yeah, yeah he's going to be here I later. Have to put up with him. Yeah, you do have to put up with PK if you come out here. Well, not till the five o'clock hour though. So you know, you <laughs> yeah, don't have to worry about but that. But Tony will be here too. 
Tony will be here, but you know Tony's very popular, Gordon. I think you you <laughs> underestimate the celebrity of I, Tony Park. I was just giving you an opportunity to make fun of your your former host. I co-host. would never ever do that. First of all, and the the world famous <laughs> Tony Parks has a place near and dear to my heart, and you can meet him, uh, however slight he may be, in person out here at uh, if Marley. You can find him. You Marley's can meet him. <laughs> If you can find uh, Tony, him, we love you, dog. You can uh, you can absolutely meet him. Speaking of the great food, and uh, we'll talk to Sam throughout the show about uh, what they've got down here, and it's a really awesome, awesome concept. But if you mention the zone and you buy some sliders, they're going to hook you up with free shoestring fries. Oh yeah, and the fries are so good. They are. They are so good. And then in honor of Rivalry Week, they have the red or blue Cookie Monster shakes. They brought those to us when you, when you were unfortunately not there. Yeah. yeah, they brought one for to, for uh, for uh, Scotty and me. And I'm telling you what, I don't know what's in there, but it's the best thing you can legally you know take in. Legally take in. <laughs> I mean, and I, here's the, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna guess real quick. I'm guessing cookies are in there. Cookie monster shake. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing that's a component. There's but. some cookies and cream in there. Yeah. So that's just a shot in the dark. But well, uh, I'm telling you, Jake, you're going to have to get one of those today because it'll change your life. So represent your team by uh, selecting a red or blue Cookie Monster shake. And then make sure to mention the zone. They're going to hook you up with fries. Also, we want to remind you that their breakfast here can't be beat. Like and that. I have yet to be here for breakfast. That's a goal of mine. Well, the breakfast burritos are world famous, yeah. and then they have the, the bottomless French toast, which, <laughs> I mean, come out here and put them to the test. Just, just those words just make you hungry, doesn't it? Somewhere David James' mouth is, <laughs> is drooling just as, a little bit. As one who has eaten breakfast with uh, DJ on numerous occasions... I can substantiate what you just said. That dude loves breakfast. He does. That dude loves himself some breakfast. So He inhales it. Uh, but come on out and see us. We have some other um, incentives for you as well. Of course, we've got jazz gear. We've got jazz shirts, good-looking stuff, plenty of it. So come on by and grab it. We have a few jazz hats. Only it looks like five of them. So if you want a hat, I'd probably get here sooner rather than later. We have the world-famous desk ornaments. Yeah, I that like those. Have those been are cool. Very, very popular. And, mm. Gordon... Zach's got them, and I'm, te- I'm, I'm telling folks Zach has them, so if, you know. Don't bug us, bug him. Well, just if anybody is going to get too aggressive to get themselves some uh, BYU-Utah tickets, then he's going to be the one in the way. Yes, we have a pair of BYU-Utah tickets to give away. Wow. Come out, enter to win, and uh, you could be going to the game free of charge coming up on Thursday night. Nice, because those tickets aren't cheap. Uh, no, I'm, I'm guessing not, and I'm guessing it should be a pretty packed house down there at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So we do have a pair of tickets to give away. Come enter to win. Uh, but anybody who gets by while we still have it, uh, we have uh, jazz paraphernalia for you. We do. Or no, no, no. What's the? I was going for the DJ and PK word regalia. I'm sorry, not not paraphernalia. Regalia? That would be something else. Is that what it is? No, or is it just? Mo- haven't you heard the the famous caller on DJ and PK that uh, talked about? Okay, he, he, he mentioned some very specific number. It was like, I saw 27 BYU fans in full BYU regalia 
smoking cigarettes outside of the Vegas Bowl. You haven't heard that call? No. Oh, it's a classic. No, I, I don't know where DJ and PK get some of their callers, but man, they are. They bring straight fire. In fact, I missed it this morning, but I heard him talking about it. I heard the famous Lisa called into their show today. Oh, did she? Not your Lisa. No, no, I know. And not Lisa Wilson, which is actually something that, uh, like a mistake somebody made on Twitter. But the DJ and PK listener, Lisa. Has, uh, has Debbie ever called back? I think Debbie has called back. We'll uh. have to ask DJ about that. I think she did call back at one point, or DJ ran into her or something, but I know he's talked to her. You don't really sound like a Debbie. Well, I've been one for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea what DJ was thinking. I mean, well, maybe I do. But uh, anyway, uh, I think Lisa and Debbie, both of them may have been listening to uh, the the morning show back when I was doing the morning show. Oh, yeah. Show. Oh, they're a long mean, time. This was about 25 years ago or something. Long time DJ and PK listeners and contributors, so. Uh, but uh, they, the great show, 6 to 10, of course. And PK will be here as well as DJ because it's the roundtable in the 4 o'clock hour. We're going to have Scotty, uh-huh. David James, yep. Tony Parks, uh-huh. and then uh, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, PK is going to be here, and Austin is going to jump on, of course, uh, as well in the 5 o'clock hour. And I, imagine, and I imagine some of those guys who were here in the 4 o'clock may stick around for some of the 5 o'clock, too. That may happen, yeah. depending on how many personal shots are taken. <laughs> We don't want any fights it, breaking out. It depends, out. yeah. If okay. uh, somebody feels the need to defend themselves, I, I don't know. But also, we're going to have a very special guest in the 5 o'clock hour. John Beck is going to uh, jump on with us. So it'll be fun to talk to John. Yeah, all good. But uh, as you say, it's one of our very favorite shows throughout the year because uh, we're just going to hammer college football for two hours, and we're going to get everybody's voice on it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So been very much looking forward to it. And yeah. I don't know if John Beck is aware of what he's getting himself into. In fact, Austin was purposely not telling him. Have we, have we kept that secret, Austin? Uh, I alluded to the fact that there might be something off the wall come his way, but I'm not sure just yet, and I would let him know when I get him on the phone. Uh, uh, well, John's a big boy. He can handle it. And PK uh, will be here in the 5 o'clock hour. PK covered John's teams down there at BYU. I'm I sure wouldn't call in. I'm sure they're, they're good friends. You notice uh, last time we had John on, Austin, do you remember he took a kind of a, a, a shot at me a little bit? He said uh, it, that he was treated a lot nicer now than he was when he was a player. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. I didn't notice that last time we had John on. He mentioned that, huh? Did you yeah. uh, roast John in a column or two? Uh, uh, a little. Uh, no. I'm sure this had to be young John Beck because, uh, because he, by, got, he got better. By the time he was a senior, he was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So John's going to jump on with us. Uh, we'll talk about Gordon's column coming up here momentarily. Our friend Sven tweets into the show. Gordon, who's a big Wyoming fan. He says, uh, do they have a mustard and mud cookie monster shake? <laughs> I'm looking at Sam and I'm thinking, no, no. No, no. Maybe. <laughs> How many cowboy fans do you get dropping by here, Sam? I'm guessing not many. No, one or two maybe ever. <laughs> so sorry, Sven. Sorry to disappoint. But we do have the blue and red Cookie Monster shakes I, for I, you. I bet, I bet they, could, they could cook something up like that, though. Well, they are very creative here yeah. at Marley's. That is, uh, That's one of their charms. That is one of their yeah. charms. There's, there's no doubt They're about creative. it. They're creative. 
with their sliders as well as their shakes and everything else. Who, kind of a which college uh, football team or college sport athletic department has the worst colors? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy because I root for Virginia Tech, <laughs> and everybody says maroon and orange is a terrible combo, but I think it's delightful. I actually like. Look, you think that goes well together? I do. You? Yeah, I do. I actually like Wyoming's mustard and mud. I'm you being do? 100% genuine about that. I've seen some that look better than others, like uh, the the. I think the brown with the yellow writing is a little more subtle, you know. But up to that one time. Uh, Long-time listeners remember John Lund. John and I drove up for a game up there to cover it. And before the game, we went around the uh, the uh, tailgate area and talked with uh, various fans and whatnot. And, I, you know, you always think of Wyoming fans as being kind of just, what's the word? I don't know. A little rough around the edges? Maybe. Criminal? Uh, <laughs> terrific people that we talked with. I walked away impressed. I really, really did. All, all two of the fans you saw. No, were, we, no, we're a bunch of them. And the, well, the first one we walked up to, I said, "Hey, are you big time Wyoming fans?" And they said, "Well, yeah." And we said, "Well, you know, have you been rooting for the Cowboys for a long time?" Well, it turns out they were both from Westwood. <laughs> I'm going, what? I mean, they're all decked out, and I'm going, what are you doing here? You know, and they were here, they were there, they were professors at the university or something. But uh, not exactly hardcore cowboy types. But uh, then we met a whole lot of folks that were just really, really fun to talk to. And it restores your faith in mankind a little bit, you know? Cause, what, that Wyoming fans are actually decent? Yeah. Yeah. How does that restore your faith in mankind? Because when I think of uh, Wyoming football fans, I think of urine bombs. Well, that happens too. Are you are you excusing that now? Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that maybe is the five percent. Wasn't it uh, in the '04 Utes where the power went out up there? Yeah, I think so. Was it '04? I think it was. I, 04 I do remember when that took place. Yeah. And the joke was, wasn't it that a, a sheep got into the transformer or something like that? <laughs> That's not true, is it? I don't think it's true, no. I, but, right. you know. That, like when they chew their way in? Something like that. <laughs> Some yeah. livestock got loose uh, by the Transformer. I, I can't, I really can't. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think Vatek may have the worst colors in all of college football. I mean, some people might not like Wyoming's combination, but. Uh, I now, go for somebody like East Carolina with that purple that they go with. Oh, you don't like purple? The purple pirates. Yeah. I can't remember what their other color is, but for some reason their uniforms just strike me as ugly every time I see them. Remember in the 90s, purple was hot. Everyone was uh, changing their teal and purple came in strong. So, uh, no, 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 I See, I, I'm not anti-purple per se. It just has to be used correctly. How many Ute fans out there who are, have a favorite color like blue? Can you do that? And are conflicted? Yeah, or not necessarily conflicted. They're huge Ute fans, but they've always liked the color blue. Or what about BYU fans whose favorite color is red? See, while we're talking about colors, BYU needs to go back permanently to the royal blue, right? Isn't that I, something I, that I we can so. all agree yeah. on? Yeah. Yep. That the navy blue just... Yeah, give the Aggies their blue back. Exactly. I never see, speaking of like the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, people went through this or teams, you know, pro teams did a lot, went through this like 
we're going to go totally away from what we've been doing. And I think somebody got in somebody's ear and said, you can sell more jerseys by changing yeah, it up. Exactly. I hated that trend. You know, that, you just identify certain things with certain either pro teams or universities. Like the Pistons logo is so clean and awesome, like their traditional logo. Do you remember the logo they went to, like with the, the actual horse there for a while? <laughs> it was just dreadful. Or the, the Houston Rockets logo with the actual, like, cartoon rocket. And you just look at it like, oh, that's dumb in fact i'm i'm so happy the jazz what was it yeah probably more like five six years ago seven years ago maybe even longer got back to the traditional uh mardi gras colors oh careful they're going back they're they're gonna have nights where they go back to the mountain uniform see now i'm okay with like and they're doing they're doing they have a court uh, apparently i don't don't know this for a fact but some information leaked and i don't know whether it's true or not but that was the rumor okay so this is where i'm weird right i like the the retro nod to it like i love it i love it that the bees did a stingers night this year, right? Because then I wear my Stingers hat all the time. Like I, lo- I love the nod to the retro. I'm fine okay. with that. But don't. But your permanent, it, it need, uh, there needs to be some tradition there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, the the city edition jerseys for the Jazz. I'm fine with them. You know, kind of doing a nod to something new. Okay. But don't get away your basics. Right. Don't get away from you know what what oh, you're it's identified. It's like a flag. With. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. You don't be changing your flag. Although you say Utah changing the flag, aren't they? Or have there been hasn't there been some movement for that? But uh, anyway, yeah, I like uh, I like some tradition to it, even if it's bad. Even uh, when it's bad, it's even good. if it's raw right. tech, you okay. know. Mm-hmm. Then, <laughs> come on, Jake. You would never wear those colors together if you weren't wearing. Your Vatek gear. Of course I would. It's a fine color scheme that's been around for a long time. Has it? Really? And then you could wear the Hunter's orange, too, which, you know, just makes it pop, Gordon. It makes it just jump oh, right if out. you say so, uh, who are you all of a sudden? Gucci over there? <laughs> Gucci. All right. So we are live from Marley's. Coming up right around the corner, uh, we're going to get to Gordon's column today. And, Gordon, throw out, a, throw out a quick tease. We talked about it a tiny bit yesterday, but... Kind of throw out a quick tease what we're getting ourselves into next segment. Yeah, how important is the Utah game for Kalani Sataki and his security? That's what it discusses. All right, so we'll get to that right around the corner. We're live from Marley's. We're here in Linden. It's so easy to get to. Official address, 555 South Geneva Road. But really, just jump off 515 at that Linden exit. Head west on Geneva Road for half a heartbeat, and you're going to absolutely run right into us. See, that picture right there with Kalani, he's sporting the colors that BYU. The royal blue. Yeah. Yeah. That looks good. That's BYU blue. Yeah, Yeah, I totally agree. All right, we'll get to it all. Coming up next, live from Marley's uh, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The 2019 season begins this week, and what better way to kick off the season than the Holy War? Listen all week as the Zone Sports Network gets you ready for another chapter of the BYU-Utah rivalry. Then, on game day, catch the Holy War pregame show beginning Thursday at 6 at JCW's in Provo. They gonna talk about me. Your home for the best Holy War coverage in Utah is right here. Legendary. On 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. How important is this game to your future? Uh, I'm going to coach always. You know, I, I love coaches' game. I don't think about anything like that. I'm more more concerned with uh, getting these young men the future that they deserve. And so that's what I'm focused on. Kalani Stocky right there. Welcome on back. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott hanging out. Marley's Gourmet Sliders in the Timpanoga Harley-Davidson building down here in Linden, 555 South Geneva Road. Come down, grab jazz gear. Also, enter to win a pair of tickets, Gordon, to go to the Utah-BYU game on Thursday night. And, of course, grab some sliders. If you mention you heard it on the zone, they're going to hook you up with some free French fries. And, of course, either get the red or the blue Cookie Monster Shake in honor of Rivalry Week, Gordon. Yeah. Say that again, rivalry week. Rivalry week? That is one of the most difficult two words to put together. Okay, so you were just telling me uh, you got an email reacting to, to one of your columns uh, off the air, so I'm going to ask you this uh, in honor of that, that reader of the Salt Lake Tribune. Which Cookie Monster shake you getting, Gordon? <laughs> well, I would get either one because they're both really good. Okay, all right. Go so Cougars! Not, Go Utes! Not, the, the red, you're not leaning toward the blue, you just get not, maybe not, a not swirl. In, not in personal preference, but uh, I will say that uh, uh, you have to say that the Utes' uh, football program is better than BYU's football program. I think that's fairly obvious to anyone who isn't a huge fan of the Cougars. And that, I, got a, I got a tweet from a guy that said, it's obvious that you're biased. Why don't you just come out and say it in the article? And I, I, that is the kind of lack of awareness from a fan. I mean, I understand you want to root for your team and, and, and you're hoping for the best. But anyone who denies that Utah football is better than BYU football is not seeing it for what it is. Well, the whole and, and because I say that, I'm not the biased one. The reader, the reader is. is the biased one, which is fine too. I mean, everyone can have their opinion, then then that's great. But it's funny how people who are coming from a certain perspective really are hesitant or resistant to what is what I think is plainly obvious right now. Right? I mean, because you say Utah football is superior to BYU football. That doesn't mean that you like the Utes better than you like the Cougars. It doesn't mean that you have anything against the Cougars. It just means that Utah football is better than well, BYU football. And I, if, if I said that to you, would you argue it? Well, I don't see how you can argue with eight in a row. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, yeah. uh, a team has won eight consecutive and has, has been the better team over a decade. That's really not that controversial in my opinion so i don't know i don't know where that uh, particular reader is coming from but that's not to say that byu can't win on any on any given thursday in this in this case and i think byu is a better team than they were last year and uh, i think they'll have a shot at it but but i mean to argue which football program is better at the moment it's really not an argument i mean i can make an argument for anything gordon you know me but 
that would be a pretty difficult one. Okay, so if you tried to make an argument in that corner, what would you say? Well, overall as a program or this particular team? Overall as a... As a program, yeah. Oh, geez. Would you go back to the Lavelle years? <laughs> overall as a program... Come on, you're, you're captain of the debate team. I know, I should you're be You're presented to... with a certain case that you have to... To, to, to argue, what, what would you say? Well, you could make an argument that BYU is still the bigger overall brand globally. Okay, come on. I'm waiting that for would, it. Let me hear it. That would make them, uh, they, they could cast a broader net worldwide recruiting, and maybe they get, no, in all honesty, BYU will, will always get recruits, and I had a former BYU player tell me this, that BYU will always get recruits that they probably have no business getting. Because of their connection with the church and because there are certain uh, LDS, can we say that, Latter-day Saints? Sure. Uh, athletes out there that, are, uh, that will always want to come to BYU because it is BYU, regardless of what conference affiliation it is or regardless of whatever other offers that they get, they will come to BYU. And BYU will always have certain top-end players that are, are really, really good. Now, that doesn't really compare them to Utah right now, who also have top-end players who are really, really good and probably have more of them, but I'm, I'm trying my best here. <laughs> Keep coming. Come on. Anything else? It's just it's really hard because when Utah went to, to the Pac-12, I mean, it's just a different level. And we've seen that they, their program, their recruiting ability, all those sorts of things Depth. go to a different level. Look at, uh, uh, look at Jalen Johnson, for example. I mean, that's a recruit that Utah never would have gotten back in the Mountain West Conference days. Never. I mean, that guy, that guy wanted to play. He's told PK this, uh, and PK has talked about it on his show. There was a guy who was going to play three years and go to the NFL. That was his goal. Everybody thought he had that talent level, and he picked Utah, not only because of their football status, but also that he would have a chance to play. But that's not somebody that they would have been in play for back in the day. And so it's, it's difficult because that has given Utah such an advantage. And and I remember when BYU went independent and there were those fans out there trying to say, oh, independent is just as good. It's not. And I think we've seen that play out over the, the last decade. Now, you can make the argument that it's better than going back to the Mountain West Conference, but you certainly can't make the argument that it's equal to going to a, a league like the Pac-12. I would only make that argument if BYU were posting 10 and 11 wins a season. And beating, and then, yeah, and, and beating, and beating some of the premier programs that they face. If they were winning those games, then players might because they're on TV all the time, you know. And that's something that the coaches use and others use in an argument in favor of BYU and, and that opportunity. Their exposure is is great and all that, but they're they're they haven't had the seasons to really give that the oomph it needs. But if you're an independent. And you win 11 games, I mean, people are going to take note of you. Right. And I think high school kids would take note of that as well. The problem for BYU is they haven't been able to do that. And well, so has, has, let me different. Ask, let me ask you this. Has BYU's recruiting level changed all that much since going independent? Uh, well, all I know is when you see, and I don't know, I, I don't go out and evaluate a bunch of high school kids, but these people who do that, they rank BYU's recruiting classes as being somewhat low. Lower than they were before? Uh, and I don't know the answer to yeah, that question entirely. We'd have, to, we'd have to go back and look. But I would argue that recruiting probably hasn't changed all that much. Oh, I think BYU relative to what uh, – everything is relative. 
But back in the day when BYU was getting NFL players on a, on a fairly regular basis, and they were having, you know, they got some, they got a couple of All Pro quarterbacks. And they haven't had that. No, but I, I mean, mean, when Jim McMahon you... was running that offense relative to the players around him and the teams and the coaches uh, in a system that was was really working, working in some years better than what Mike Leach has done at Washington State, and he obviously is something of a derivative of that since he went to BYU. Uh, you know, uh, you can't say that BYU has done that. And, I, and their schedules back then weren't as tough as they are now, at least not with the premier teams they play. And so you, you can sort of go back and forth on that. But, you know, Steve Young is a freaking Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I don't they know. They haven't had a Hall of Fame quarterback since. I don't know if that's fair to compare them to at the moment. I think it is fair to compare them to Broncos programs who didn't send all the, that many players to the NFL, but we're still winning 10 games. Well, why isn't it fair? That's how BYU built this brand. True. but it's I mean, what Lavelle's teams did. And even in the later that years. was 40 years ago. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I get that. I mean, we saw Miami play last Saturday. That program is not what it was back in the, the 80s. Yeah. So it's probably not fair to compare them to that either. How do you think BYU would be doing as an independent if it had, on a regular basis, one of its top three type teams? Would they be, would they be winning 10 games? How would they be doing if Steve Young were their quarterback or if Jim McMahon were their quarterback or even Gifford Nielsen or Mark Wilson or Steve Sarkeesian? Or let me put it this way, actually, because I know you think so highly uh, of the 06 BYU team with John Beck, who's going to be on the show in the top five. Well, that hour. was a good team. It was a really good team. I, um, did, I know you, you thought that, and, uh, and I know you wrote that. The 96 nope. team was... Uh, was uh, was one of the one of the top two or three teams, uh, you know, and then the other ones were back in the eighties. But let's recent. Let's take that 06 team. You think that how many games would they win against BYU schedule this year? I think you can make an argument they'd still win ten. Yeah, I mean it could be. Yeah, and that's my point that they haven't had those kinds of athletes now. Uh, although they do have some nice guys. It reminds me of Utah State when it was struggling for a while. They had some very nice players in their program didn't have enough of them yeah and so BYU is trying to fill the program with guys who can compete against this kind of competition and it's it's been you know Kalani is 20 and 19 well I think it totally comes back to that quarterback I mean they haven't had a quarterback since Max Hall that's been really really good but they haven't had they haven't had playmakers either they haven't had guys to throw the ball to. And in my experience watching BYU football, they're great teams. They had receivers they could count on to get open and to catch the freaking ball. Cody, and they, Cody they Hoffman had... and Mitch Matthews are pretty good. Yeah, but those guys. And how many? Who else? Who else? Uh, Travis Leslie wasn't bad. They've had some letdowns. Jordan I, uh, Leslie? What did I say, Travis, Travis Leslie? Jordan Leslie is who I was talking about. Sorry about that. I. I uh, Nick Kurtz was kind of a disappointment. Actually, he was uh, they, a big disappointment. They haven't had him, Jake. I'm telling you. They haven't had him the way they used to. And maybe it's a chicken and egg thing. If you have the great quarterback, then the quarterback makes the receivers look great. But I think it's kind of the other way around. Well, I think it's there's responsibility on both ends of that. And uh, that I just noticed maybe 15 years ago that 
where are the great BYU receivers anymore? Yeah, there's one every once in a while, but back in the day, those guys made teams absolutely pay. And maybe you could say also the defensive coordinators have caught up to that whole thing because BYU's offense back in the day was in advance of what teams could handle easily, at least on any given Sunday, like our Saturdays you were talking about. We are live at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. We're right here in Linden, 555 South Geneva Road. We're going to kick off the college football preview um, panel coming up at the top of 4 o'clock hour. In fact, David James just walked in, and Sam joins us once again. And uh, Sam, I, I don't know if you can hide the bottomless French toast, or hopefully that went away with breakfast, but DJ is here, <laughs> and he will sniff it out. That will happen. Oh, yeah, that bottomless French toast. We also do bottomless pancakes. Um, our breakfast is just, it's, it's all great. And you hear Marley's Gourmet Sliders, and, and you know the sliders are going to be great, and we'll talk about the fries and all that, but the breakfast is incredible. The Hands breakfast down. burritos oh, yeah. and all that sort of, sort, I mean, this is the perfect place to stop by on your way into work when you need a little grub. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we'll take right care of you. <laughs> DJ is well aware of when. Yeah, it ends at 11, unfortunately. DJ comes DJ in knows. and starts barking. He, he's well aware. But I'm sure, we can, I'm sure we can find DJ a slider or two that will uh, satisfy oh, the yeah, hunger. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and if you come in and mention the zone, you're going to hook uh, the good listeners up with some free fries. Yeah, and just not any fries. we got the shoestring fries, so they're the best kind. They are incredible. And uh, right now you've got the red and blue Cookie Monster shakes going for Rivalry Week. Yep, and that blue one, I'm telling you, it's the best shake you could ever have. Oh, yeah, right. I, you know, you know I have too. noticed that they taste exactly the same. Well, there's a little bit more love in the blue. <laughs> <laughs> it makes all the difference. Uh, but, of course, uh, you guys are in the beautiful Timpanogos Harley-Davidson building, and you've got the drive through right outside. It's convenient and delicious. Oh, yeah. And please just stop on in, and uh, we'll prove it to you. And we've got jazz gear for you, and we're giving away a pair of BYU-Utah tickets. Enter to win. you have your tickets, uh, Sam? Uh, not yet. Well, I don't know if you're eligible for these, but, you know, knock in an entry. Yeah, we'll see. Put it under the wife's name or something. There we you know? go. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Well, thank you, Sam. We appreciate you. Of course. Thanks for coming by. All right. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Time to welcome in our Ute insider, Frank Dolchett. To me, the biggest difference between this Utah team and Utah teams that we've covered in the past is how does this team manage being the favorite going in most weeks? You could probably argue that Utah is going to be the favorite every week unless they really goof something up. And so that's not really been a position Utah has been accustomed to in the past. As I look at this football team and the talent on the team and the schedule and all of the opportunity, one of my biggest questions is how do they manage being on top, being the favorite, when everyone's going to try and throw their best shot at you week in and week out. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. BYU, Utah. Another chapter in the Holy War is about to be written. And the Zone Sports Network has the game covered from every angle. Right now, it is my pleasure to introduce... This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Big Show, Gordon Motts and Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about Zero Res. The Zero Res summer sale ends August 31st. Your last chance to get your fourth room cleaned for free. No soaps, shampoos, or harsh chemicals. Zero Res is the right way to clean. Call today to schedule your cleaning. Uh, Gordon, we'll get more into your column uh, coming up with the roundtable uh, when everybody uh, joins us. In fact, Tony's already here. DJ's here. We're expecting Scotty any moment. Uh, Hans is going to join us from in-studio because Hans has some world-famous hosting duties to do today. PK will be along in the 5 o'clock hour. Austin will will chime in as well. But uh, you talked about how important it is for Kalani to uh, to get this win, as, as uphill of a battle as it may be. I don't think a win is necessary in order for him to secure himself in, in his position. As coach at BYU, uh, there are so many opportunities for him this year to prove improvement with his club, with his team. But uh, but it sure would go a long way, you know. I mean, there are still people in positions of power who uh, feel very strongly about BYU comparing itself to Utah. And uh, Kalani has not been able to get that done. Uh, it's interesting because he played at BYU. He helped build Utah's program as defensive coordinator, and now he's trying to to finally break through and have BYU win this game. And they've had close opportunities that have not been uh, nailed down. And so how, how will the fans react to him if, if they lose again? I Certainly not a positive uh, but if he ends up with eight wins this season, then uh, no one's really going to complain too loudly about it. Just for example, he, he beat Wisconsin last year, and that was a great win. But how much did it really do for him? Yeah, yeah, because they they lost uh, Northern Illinois. Well, I think too that Utah wasn't written across that uniform. Utah's yeah. more important than Wisconsin. As I imagine big of a so, win but that was that a was. huge win. That was a that was a. But huge but it win. didn't get him a new contract. No, no, you're right. You're right. I don't know if they'd give him a new contract right after he beat Utah, but I bet they'd be thinking about well, it. Well, we've t- we've talked about this so many times that the challenges at BYU are just different, and they are challenges. It's difficult. If if Kalani Sataki loses to Utah and say let's say he goes six and six this year, is there someone you could replace him with? that's going to make all that big of a difference. Uh, that, those are questions that we can get into as time goes by. But if they, if they get eight wins, I don't think anyone's going to be complaining about Kalani Satani. We'll talk about this and more as the roundtable kicks off next. We're live at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 555 South Geneva Road, right off of I-15 in the Timbinogas Harley-Davidson building. But joining us now, he is our good friend, Kent from Technoglass. Kent, how are you, sir? Good afternoon, Utah. It sure is a hot one out there this afternoon. Traffic, debris, rocks, temperature change, and guess what happens? Broken windshields. So it doesn't matter if you're a Ute or a BYU fan this afternoon. If you've got a broken windshield, Tetna Glass has an amazing deal for all zone listeners until 7 p.m. tonight. $99 windshield, you heard it right, $75 labor install, over 85% of the vehicles qualify. Now to get that $99 windshield, all you have to do is call 801-562-2200. Also, with every Tetna Glass purchase comes those famous Tetna Glass warranties. Now, to get that $99 windshield with the $75 labor install, you don't have to get it done today. All you have to do is call and schedule your appointment before 7 p.m. So, 
in my uh, office today, I've got a bunch of kids. Their uh, parents are getting their windshields done. Kids, what's that phone number that they need to call before uh, 7 o'clock today? 801-562-2200. Back to you guys. All right. You heard the kids right there with Ken. That was great. 801-562-2200. Get on that schedule tonight before 7 to pick up that killer deal. 801-562-2200. Roundtable kicks off next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The 2019 season begins this week, and what better way to kick off the season than the Holy War? Listen all week as the Zone Sports Network gets you ready for another chapter of the BYU-Utah rivalry. Then, on game day, catch the Holy War pregame show beginning Thursday at 6 at JCW's in Provo. They gonna talk about me. Your home for the best Holy War coverage in Utah is right here. Legendary. On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.